welcome back to the Bringing the Modern Mastectomy podcast. I am your host, Kevin. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Jen. Hi, everyone, again. So this is episode five. It's been a little while because, uh, you know, life and such. But at the end of episode four, we covered basically uh, to the point where Jen had finished what we thought was her last prednisone taper. And everything was good. Everything was going great. Um, But obviously, there's more to the story here. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, So, Jen, why don't you give us a little bit of insight into kind of, you know, post... I believe we ended on our wedding anniversary with the last one. Yeah, um, I was, you know, off my prednisone taper um, July 29th, and I was doing great, and I was only on the Pepsid, I was taking the Allegra, and my hives were pretty well controlled. Um, what to keep in mind is that they were pretty much just at bay. I've never kind of gone a day without any hives, which was kind of you know, iffy to me, but I figured, you know, they were a lot better than what they were before and that, you know, I was on my way to this virus getting out of my system. So I knew it just was going to take some time and, um, the hives were pretty well controlled. Yeah. So at that point you were just taking Allegra and Pepsid and, yeah, and it was, it was pretty good. Um, then September rolls around. Yeah, then, you know, September comes, and I got through the beginning of September pretty well, and then um, September 18th, it was a Wednesday, and I woke up, and I looked in the mirror, and as I was walking to the bathroom, um, I was in a lot of pain for some reason, and I looked at myself, and I was literally covered in hives again. And I wanted to cry, and I was so mad, and most of all, I was pretty confused. Yeah, so I think one thing that's important for people to know that this was not a gradual return. No. It was nothing, 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 kaboom. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So I was very confused because I was like, all right, like if this was a virus, then it should be out of my system by now. Why am I flaring up again? This makes no sense at all, especially when we're at the three-month mark when this should have been out of my system a long time ago. Um, And viruses don't just come back with a vengeance like that. Yeah, I believe, you know, from the allergists, they told us typically if it's a virus, it'll last six to eight weeks. And then, you know, 90 or 90 some odd percent of those resolve within then. And then Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, most of the remaining ones resolve within a year. So we were pretty optimistic after, you know, July, which would have been your eight-week mark, yep. that this was, you know, gone forever. It had burned itself out. Yes. So, you know, in a panic, I called my allergist and explained to them that I was flaring up again out of nowhere and that I needed to be seen. So luckily, they got me in that day and... Uh, Prior to my appointment, they had me take pictures of my body and just email them uh, just in case the hives had decided to disappear by the time I saw the doctor. This way here, they can kind of see the appearance of them and how bad they were. Um, This second time around, 
the hives were very, very different from my hives a couple of months back when this first started. Uh, the hives were very, very, very itchy. And they had a very painful burning sensation to them. Like to the point where it felt like my skin was on fire. Like I had a like really bad sunburn all over my skin. And with every movement I made, it just felt like my skin was like pulling at itself. So was that, that wasn't something you had experienced before. They were just kind of itchy and annoying. Right. And this time around, it literally felt like my body was like attacking itself. Um, I had severe, severe joint pain and um, to the point where like it hurt to walk and it just felt like I had arthritis all over my body. My body felt weak. It, I just felt fatigued all over. Like I woke up and I felt like I got hit by a truck basically out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think, you know, at this point too, this joint pain and everything that you had, it was, it was so bad that you were crawling around the house on all fours. Yeah. Something that obviously from a, uh, perspective outside perspective is like okay oh my goodness let's we need to figure this out now yeah so you know obviously this was a big concern for me and going in to see the allergist I was like all right game face on this is not a virus something else is going on and I'm gonna get answers today so luckily I got in there and I first thing I said to her when she walked in the room and I was like listen it's been three months like is this really a virus going on and She's like, well, she goes, it's probably unlikely at this point. Um, you know, there is a very low percent chance, like you said, that it, it is still a virus because there's some that can last longer than others. But she said it was probably not even a virus to begin with um, based on my symptoms. And I was like, okay, great. So like, what do I do from here? And she's like, you know, well, there's obviously other things that can cause hives, like um, thyroid issues can cause hives and low vitamin D levels. We were actually hopeful at this point that it was your thyroid. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. It's a super easy fix. You yeah. just take some, you know, prescription medication and kaboom, everything's fixed. And I haven't had my thyroid checked. So I was like, all right, let's do it. But she insisted that I um, start Singular first. So she put me on Singular. She said, try it for a week and we'll see if anything resolves. And then she made a comment to me that I really didn't, that didn't really sit well with me. And she said, you know, some people just have a diagnosis of chronic hives, which I wanted to look at her and be like, I do not have chronic hives. There is something wrong with me and I do not have chronic hives. But out of respect for her, I, just, I was like, oh, no. Well, so I think, too, it's it's also important here that we never saw the same doctor twice in a row at this practice. Yeah. So it's difficult for, for that person who's seeing you for the first time, and, yeah, they can read your chart, but they don't know your story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. I just Is knew it, in my heart this was right. not a chronic hive situation right. is, is and it, I wasn't going to be blown off with chronic hives. Yeah, you know, is it frustrating? Absolutely. Yeah, um, very frustrating. Because you don't feel like you're being heard and you don't feel like people are, are trying to listen to you and understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just but, felt like she looked at me, they saw hives, and then she kind of was just 
basing the treatment and the diagnosis off of the hives perspective and the joint pain that I was explaining to her just felt like she wasn't paying like any attention to that. So at the time, like I was desperate. I wanted to, I would try anything at this point. So I did. I went home and I gave the singular a try. I took it um, twice <laughs> Thursday and then Friday came. And like Kevin said, I literally was like bed bound. I had called, I had a call out of work that whole week. Um, I, the joint pain got so bad that I literally had golf ball size like bumps on the bottoms of my feet. So I physically couldn't walk. So that's why when he says like I was, I had to literally crawl around my house. I watched you crawl from the couch to our bedroom. Yeah. And if I had to go to the bathroom, I literally had to, um, you know, my wrists were swollen and I had to, it was even, I was not even using my hands to crawl. I was on my elbows, like my forearms, because I couldn't put any pressure on my wrists or my ankles. Lizzie McGuire going to boot camp when she was told to use your elbows. (laughs) I literally looked like I was at at a boot camp, like crawling underneath my You also wouldn't let me help you because stubborn, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it is, it was so debilitating. And it got to the point where like, you know, Friday came you guys know I have, you know, a, a very young daughter. I home alone with her, and I'm in this, um, this condition, and I just couldn't take care of her. I had to call my in-laws to come pick her up. Like I was just, I, I was just so confused. I was so just like, what is going on with me? Like something is so wrong here. So I ended up calling the allergist back on that Friday. And I was like, listen, like, I am suffering right now. Like, I need something. Like, the singular is not doing anything. I need something other than this that's going to help me with the itch, with the burning. I can't even take a shower. Um, With the joint pain, it was just unreal. And it progressed so rapidly to this point in a matter of 48 hours. Yeah, it was it was super quick, and it was out of nowhere. Sorry mm-hmm. for the truck driving by, if you guys just heard that. Um, so yeah, you know, at this point, it was like, pull out all the stops. We need answers. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. So um, I waited like all day for a call back. Again, I had a call out of work, so I missed basically the, a whole week, week of work. And... When the nurse called me from the allergist office, she's like, okay, well, you know, we want to, and I had mentioned like when I called in that day that I was like suffering, I needed something. And I said, maybe we can do some blood work. Like she said before, I said, there's definitely something else going on. But when the nurse called me back, she said, oh, the doctor wants to start you on another prednisone taper. You're going to start at 40 milligrams and go down by 10 milligrams each day. And you guys heard my story about my experience with prednisone. And obviously, the prednisone at this point wasn't the answer. It was just a Band-Aid at this point. So I was not happy with 
them prescribing me prednisone again. <laughs> you called me cursing everything up and down. Yeah. all like. And again, out of respect, the nurse is just the messenger. She doesn't make that call. And I wasn't going to call back the doctor and argue with him. Um, I think I heard about 26 F-bombs in the span of 30 <laughs> words when you, made, when you called me for that. Well, it's like, okay... So what was going through my mind is, okay, well, I could take the prednisone and I would, and within, again, a matter of 15 minutes, all my symptoms would go away. But what's going to happen when I'm off the prednisone now and I'm, I, I'm just going to flare back up again? Like something else is wrong with me. It's not a virus. We need to do something else. And this is when I put my foot down and I'm, 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 I started calling the shots for myself. Because obviously they weren't going to do anything. So at this No point, blood work, like no nothing, just shoving prednisone at me. And I said, okay, like, no, I, I've done my thing with prednisone. It's not good to be on prednisone long term. I've already been having side, really bad side effects from it. Like at this point, I was going to be on prednisone for like the rest of my life, I felt. Like, I felt like it was just masking something that was part of the bigger picture. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, you were, your mental state at this point was oh. enraged. When you're, oh. when you're so sick and you know something else is wrong with you and no one's going to listen to you and they're just going to shove medication at you that you've taken in the past, which helps temporarily, but... Yeah, I mean it, it like it, so it I mean it made we had this conversation too because you were you were very upset about the possibility of taking it but I also looked at you and said like you have to function. Yeah. You have to be able to go to work. You have to be able to take care of Paige. Like you, you need to be able to do these things. So if it's a short-term thing right now until we go see the right people and get this sorted out, we need to do it because you need yeah. to be able to walk around the house and not be crawling on all fours. Yeah. You know, we need to do damage control, essentially, right. at least for a short period of time. Right. So um, so since this was the answer that they gave me, I decided that I wanted a second opinion. Um, I ended up making a appointment with my primary care provider. And luckily, because, like, there is a God, um, they were able you know, it was a Friday, they were able to get me in on a Tuesday. But during this time, it was hell for me. Because this meant that I could not take prednisone. At this point, we all know prednisone is the only thing that helps my symptoms at this at this point. So I know that prednisone masks blood work it messes up your blood work, it can mask other things. And I wanted to go into my primary care's office and have him see like what was going on, like how it is. I didn't want to mask anything. Like this is what's happening to me. Please help me. And I just remember, like Kevin said, just being bed bound for like those days and literally just the joint pain was so debilitating I had to take like 
three to four baths a day just to like loosen up my joints and to help with the joint pain and they had to be lukewarm or I couldn't take hot showers. Um, and we all know how much you love hot oh, showers. guys, I love hot showers. That was, oh, it was rough. Jen enjoys melting her skin off in the shower. <laughs> so, um, you know, literally like I was bed bound for the last three or four days and I felt bad because like I felt like I couldn't be a mom to my daughter. I felt like my, again, my body was just attacking itself and I was just feeling hopeless because I was just in that state of mind where you're just so exhausted and you're so fatigued and you just want answers. So, you know, I had to take those couple days and not be on the prednisone. So skipping to my primaries um, appointment, I literally went into his office. I remember I had to drive myself. I literally was limping into his office. Um, so embarrassed because I literally had hives like up the side of my face. And when you go into the waiting room, everyone's staring at you and everything like that. Um, but at this point I didn't even care, but he came in, I told him my story. He looked at me and he just like was in disbelief. He was like, Oh my God. He said that, um, you know, I told him how the, you know, allergists just wanted to, their answers were to just put me on more prednisone and he's just shaking his head and he felt like, you know, there's something else going on here. We're going to figure it out. So he made me feel so much more comfortable. He made me feel hopeful. And he's like, we're going to do a bunch of blood work on you. Like, we're going to figure this out. He said, we're going to be aggressive with it. And Jen's had like 38 different blood tests throughout the course of this whole yeah, thing, I swear. So he did. I did mention, you know, my, you know, is in my thyroid. They think maybe low vitamin D levels. Um, a couple people, I, I am public on this on Facebook and I, I had mentioned on Facebook how I was having these flare-ups again, and um, one of my friends reached out to me and said that um, one of her friends got really sick from her breast implants, and, you know, I I really appreciated her reaching out to me, but I was just kind of like, no, I don't, like, that's kind of extreme. I'm not having any specific breast symptoms, and, um, you know, I've had these you know, implants for five years now, why all of a sudden would I react to them? So that really wasn't a thought. But during my um, visit with my primary care, I did put it out there. I, you know, I said, do I have lupus? Do I have an autoimmune disorder? Do I have, you know, people are thinking maybe it's a reaction to my breast implants? And he was like, no, 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 I don't think it's the implants at all. He said, we're going to, you know, test you for a bunch of things. So he did test my thyroid, tested me for lupus, tested me for vasculitis, um, tested my urine. And, of course, I had to wait a couple days for the test to come back. And everything came back negative. Of course it did, because everything was always negative, because nothing is wrong with you. It's a virus, <laughs> right? So, yeah, that, that's the story of this whole thing was yeah. everything came back negative and nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. And, like, at this point, I was so, so de 
debilitatingly sick, if that even makes sense. You were, you were just so sick. Yeah. Like, I could barely walk. I, I like, I, I don't even know how I even functioned at all. And it was to the point where I was, like, missing work, like, one to two days a week. I was calling out because I literally just didn't have the strength to do anything. I couldn't even get out of bed some days. Um, so out of being able to function, I said, okay, well, I have all the testing done. And I had picked up the prednisone taper that the allergist picked up or sent in for me. And instead of taking the whole taper, I was literally just self-medicating myself with the prednisone, just taking 10 milligrams daily because that was the only thing that would help me like function yeah, and, at and, all. And you had to be able to function to, I had like, to live able, your life. I had to go to work. I had to pay my bills. I had to take care of my daughter. And there was no way I could do that with the state I was in. And there were so many times that I wanted to go to the ER and just like I was so bad. But then Kevin had a good point saying that, well, all your tests are coming back negative and they're just going to pump you up with even more steroids and just send you home and say follow up with your allergist because that was basically the only thing that helped me and I did not want to go back to square one. So um, so because these tests were coming back negative, I literally was at a loss um, he tested like inflammation in my blood, inflammation in my muscles, everything, and everything just was negative. Yep, thyroid was negative. Everything oh. was negative. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I know something is wrong with me. And I literally had no direction to go to. So then one of my friends on Instagram actually reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I had these random hives pop up and I had a skin biopsy done and it actually showed that I had lupus. So she said, maybe you would benefit from a skin biopsy just to kind of see like what's going on. Um, since my hives were so intense and I, and at this point, like I said, I was so desperate. I was, I would do anything. So I called around five or six places. Most of them were booked out till January till you know, next year, and I was, like, literally, like, in tears on the phone, like, telling them my situation, how I was desperate to get in, and, you know, I, I it, some, the places, they don't even care, like, there's well, really nothing they can do, and it's not their fault. They can put you on a cancellation list, that's, a, that's about it. Yeah, but... I don't know how reliable that is I, at, in the state I was in, so luckily... Um, there was, I called into an office and they were able to get me in like in two days after I saw my primary care. So I was like, oh my God, again, there is a God. Oh my God. So yeah, at this point we were just like praying to whatever God exists anywhere yeah. in this. I don't care if, I don't care what religion it is. Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to stop the prednisone because Obviously, I, I needed the hives to come back in full force so she can see them. And I did not want the prednisone to mask any of the testing that she might do. 
So um, the day of the that I went to go see a, the dermatologist, I literally was like again so weak. I couldn't drive myself. I had to have my dad drive me in. Um, my dad literally was like acting as a crutch for me because I had these balls on the bottoms of my feet. My my ankles again were swollen. My feet were swollen. Um, I was just just in so much pain. You were just, you were just a mess. At I that literally point. felt like a wet noodle at this point. <laughs> a wet noodle. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Oh my god. Could not move. I'm just picturing a. My legs felt like they were gonna give out on me. I'm picturing a piece of penny pasta. And I'm over pasta here like clinging on to my sidewalk. dad, this big, you know, this big guy. I'm, I'm like leaning on my dad. I'm like, dad, oh my god, oh my god, and, and you know, he's awesome. He, he like has this calming effect on me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a dad thing, but like he, I, I was having like, like such bad anxiety through this as well like I was starting to have panic attacks because um you know you don't feel good and I'm an anxious person anyways so like that wasn't a great feeling so he was really there for me mentally and he was so nice to drive me to my appointment and stay with me but um so again I was like limping into their office I went in and explained again my whole story to the doctor and she I felt like she again you know telling her how I had these hives now for like three months and you know every time I come off prednisone they pop up again and we originally thought it was a virus but you know we're thinking maybe it's not and I've had all these tests done and everything's coming back negative and and you know I'm having this severe joint pain and I'm literally crying in tears telling her like I could cry now like I'm to the point where I literally cannot function I'm literally like I have a daughter at home I cannot take care of her I can't work like please help me and she said that you know did they test you for rheumatoid arthritis and I said no and she said okay um you know I showed her pictures of my legs um my legs like when I was in the shower they would turn purple to the point where it looked like my legs were modeling so I literally thought I was dying at that point um I thought you know why do my legs look like a hospice patient's right now so that really scared me um and she was going to do a skin biopsy and she also um, did some blood work on me to test me for food and respiratory allergies just to make sure um, that was clear as well. Um, and again, she said that, you know, we because the skin biopsy, we don't know what is causing the hives because there's so many things out there that can cause hives that it can come back as idiopathic or chronic hives because I've had them for so long with no cause. Um, so that again, you know, another doctor telling me that maybe it's just chronic hives and that really pissed me off. But again, I was desperate and I was happy that she was doing a skin biopsy and happy that somebody was listening as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, fast forward 
you know, I, I was back on the prednisone, self-medicating myself after that appointment, after all my tests were done. And I was just, you know, at that point going to work and just struggling to get through day to day. And then she had called me and she said that my biopsy results were back and there was like four possible things that could be causing the hives. Um, she said one of them was a anthroid bite reaction. Arthropod. I, I'm sorry, yeah. Anthroid, what is that? Oh, I don't know. Arthropod, tick. Yes, tick or, or spider. spider. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, she said that it was a hyperdermal... Um, hyperdermal reaction, which could be caused by a medication, which at the time I was only on birth control and birth control. I've been taking it literally the same for years and that we had ruled that out because, um, you know, that really didn't make any sense. And then the third one was erythema migrans, which is, um, a rash typically seen with Lyme disease. And, the fourth one was chronic urticaria, which is chronic hives. So, um, so we, we saw Lyme and we're like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. The doctor didn't think it was Lyme because I had been tested for Lyme in the hospital with my first flare up and it came back negative. And she's like, so we could just roll that out. So I think we're just looking at chronic hives right now. And I really wanted to just go through the phone and strangle her because I was like, oh my God. I said, no. I said, a lot of people have false negatives with the Lyme test. They're not very accurate. Well, depending on which test you do, there's one that's very accurate, but mm -hmm. takes longer and it costs more. Yeah. They didn't do that one on you. Right. So I, I had asked to be retested for it. And she agreed, and she, but she still insisted that um, this probably was unlikely Lyme disease and that um, I go see another allergist for a second opinion, and I would probably benefit from Zolaire allergy injections to help control my hives. So as you can tell, I was not very happy after my phone call with her because I was like, oh my God, it says anthropod bite reaction. So arthropod. I, arthropod. I don't know why I keep saying that. So you're thinking synthroid for yeah, thyroid. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Arthropod bite reaction, which could be a spider or a tick and erythema migrans. I was like, why, why would that show up if I did not have Lyme disease? Like it only makes sense. Like plus my joint pain, um, the hives, like it all made sense. I'm like, oh my God, I know, I know I have Lyme disease. Like this is crazy. So, um, she, I, I called, I, I didn't want to go see the allergist, but I said, you know what? This lady like doesn't believe it's Lyme disease. I'm just going to do what she says and just get it over with. So actually the next morning I went in to go see the allergist that she wanted me to see. Um, and I went into his office and I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm here. I'm so sorry. I'm wasting your time, but I have Lyme disease. And he's like, Oh, so you're being treated for Lyme. And I was like, no, no one wants to treat me because they don't think I have it. 
and he was like, oh, well, what's going on? And I said, well, I've had these hives for about three and a half, almost four months at this point. And knowing I've had a bunch of tests done, I've seen a bunch of doctors and all my tests are coming back negative. I had a skin biopsy. It showed an arthropod bite reaction and erythema migraines. I mean, at this point too, we kind of know though, I think you misinterpreted arthropod bite reaction you just saw like tick lime give me doxy yeah like i was like oh my god and he was like oh oh so you've had hives for four months so you have chronic hives and i wanted to again i do not have chronic hives chill out we get it yeah we get it (laughs) so i feel like people just hear hives four months or hives three months and they just disregard everything else and I was literally like I don't get nasty with doctors but he like I was literally like no listen to me listen to all my symptoms and thank god I had taken pictures of all of my skin of my leg that looked like it was purple in modeling and I went through and I showed him and he literally gasped so hard that he almost like fell out of his chair. He was like, oh, no. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, I cannot help you. He's like, this is not an allergy. Hives, these are not. And I said, thank you. I know. It's like my body is having some sort of systemic reaction to something and, and like Lyme disease. So he was like, oh, he goes, absolutely. He goes, this is how I know that these hives, it's different from your regular allergy hives. One, the hives last more than 24 hours in one place. Two, they burn and they're painful. Three, they leave a bruised appearance when they fade on your skin. That is not normal. And he said, like, you need to go see either um, a tick or a Lyme specialist or a different doctor, but he's like, I cannot help you. So I'm like, I'm so sorry. I wasted your time. And I got off, I, I went out of his office and I called the dermatologist up right then and there and said, listen, like he agrees. He saw my pictures. He knows my symptoms. He thinks I, I need to get treated right away. And the dermatologist said that she did not feel comfortable treating me for Lyme unless I had a positive Lyme test, which we all know. I was like, yeah, but that can come back false negative as well because it takes time for the Lyme to build up in your system for it to actually be positive. So that made me very angry because I felt like I had proof of the biopsy and no one wanted to treat me. I feel like we're just going to call this the angry podcast. Yeah. This guys, I went through. I was very angry during this stage of of what was going on, because I I felt like no one no one was listening to me. Although, however, there was a light at the end of the tunnel after all this, because um, you did end up going back to your primary care. Yes, I had. And they did give you doxy. Yeah, I did go back and literally again, like almost crawling into their office and gave them the paperwork and i was like please give me doxy please (laughs) and they did and they did and i felt within 24 hours i felt like a new person and for the hundredth time we thought we had the answer (laughs) (laughs) it continues and then and then we didn't 
But we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. So because there is way more. Yeah, hang, just story. just hang out, man. It's gonna be a minute. Um, <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I hope this was interesting. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Yes, for all the juicy details. Later. Bye, guys.